Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition, episode 102 of Bible Bites. As we keep reading through the scriptures this year, and I hope you are following a plan and reading God's word through this year. And so my reading today is found in 1 Kings chapters 1 and 2. And so I just want to bring out a few points on that, just as some thoughts for you to consider, and I pray they bless your day today. David is now old. He's almost 70. He's right at 70 years old. The Bible tells us he died at age 70. And so he's, he's near death. And he, he had a problem. He wasn't able to stay warm. He stayed cold all the time. And so they ended up bringing a maid to him, a maiden to him named Abishag. And this was, <clears throat> she became a caregiver for David. This was not a sexual thing at all, but she would be there to see to his care and to keep him warm um, until he was to pass on. And we see in this chapter, chapter one, also the continuation of the trouble in David's household. This another son continues to give him trouble and tries to usurp the throne. This was Adonijah. Welcome as you join in. And so <clears throat> we see the prophecy still coming through true that David would have trouble in his own household all the days of his life and also that he would lose four of his sons. Now this is the fourth son that David will end up losing because of what he's done here. It's interesting that Adonijah sways some of those that were in David's camp to follow after him as he's trying to usurp the throne. Um, but it's interesting to me to notice who he doesn't invite. Um, it says in chapter 1, verse 10 of 1 Kings, but he did not invite Nathan the prophet, Benaniah the, the mighty man, or Solomon his brother. I find that interesting, and, you know, I believe there's a reason he didn't invite them. He knew that they knew the truth. They knew that, that Adonijah was not to be king after David, that Solomon was to be king after David, and I believe that he knew that they would probably challenge him, and so he wasn't, he wasn't going to. He, he was a son he, that, that, like the ones that Solomon would speak of later, that didn't want to follow God's word. He refused it. He despised it. He knew the truth. He knew that it was Solomon's place to be king. But Adonijah was trying to escape and trying to usurp that and make it himself king instead. Well, David doesn't know anything about this yet. So Nathan the prophet and Bathsheba um, talk among themselves and they both come in and confirm that this has happened and they tell David about it. So, you know, David, of course, acts because Solomon was to be the king after him. And so David tells them that Solomon will be king and he'll take care of it that very day. It's interesting to me to see Bathsheba here and in these early chapters of 1 Kings as God uses her in different ways. You know, we typically, when we think of her name, we always associate it with <clears throat> that excuse me, that sin 
with David when David committed adultery with her and all of that. But God did a great thing with her. And, and we see it here, how she's used here by the Lord and um, as part of God's plan to ensure that Solomon is made king. She bore Solomon, who was God's choice for king. <clears throat> and then later on, we will see Solomon himself referred to the wisdom and the instruction that he gained from his mother when we read in the book of Proverbs. He speaks of his mother. So it's, it's just a beautiful picture here to see redemption, um, not just of David, but also of Bathsheba in these verses. I just think that's precious. So Solomon uh, becomes king. He is made king. David anoints, uh, you know, tells the, the uh, leaders to go down and take him, let him ride on the king's mule and take him down to Gihon, anoint him down there and crown him and, and just coronate him as king. And it made me think of the ride that Jesus took his triumphal entry back into Jerusalem when he also rode on a donkey. And, um, and it, it just is so such a beautiful picture. And earlier this week, the Lord had led me to do a Holy Week special event, a series of messages. And one of those, I dealt with Jesus' triumphal ride. And I brought in here how Solomon, um, how they treated Solomon, and he rode just like that. And so did one of the other kings in the Old Testament as well. So it reminded me of when Jesus rode in as king. Now, he wasn't coronated then because he, it wasn't the time for that. That time will come at Jesus' second coming again when he will rule and reign from Jerusalem as King of kings and Lord of lords. And we are so looking forward to that day. So the city and the people anoint and appoint Solomon and he is coronated as king. Adonijah gets, um, hears about it. And of course, he's afraid. He's afraid of Solomon. So he runs down and he tries to grab the horns of the altar. Now, when, when people would grab the horns of the altar, that was, in essence, a plea for protection from death or protection from vengeance. And so Solomon, uh, Adonijah was trying to grab the horns of the altar like that. And here we begin to see the wisdom of Solomon um, we can see just the first glimpse of it here in verse 52 of chapter 1. And it says, Then Solomon said, If he proves himself a worthy man, not one hair of, of him shall fall to the earth. But if wickedness is found in him, he shall die. In other words, Solomon doesn't just say, Oh, well, I won't hurt you. He, he uses wisdom in that. And it's just a beautiful foreshadow of all the various elements of wisdom that we will see through Solomon as we go through the word of God. Then in chapter 2, we hear David give last words of instruction to Solomon. I want to read verses 1 through 4 of chapter 2. <clears throat> it says, Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. 
that the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. So, so David is saying here that he, um, he's giving Solomon a final charge before the Lord. He's giving him his last words, his last words of instruction. And he is telling him, Solomon, the most important thing I can leave you with is the charge to follow the Lord, is the legacy of faith, the legacy of obedience to God's command. Because if you'll do that, God will bless you in whatever you do. And I just, I love that. And what a beautiful legacy that was on David's heart as he prepared to die. And he knew these were some of the last words he'd get to speak to his son. May it be so for us as well that at our death or, or at every opportunity we have, we're encouraging and investing in our children, in our grandchildren, in our spiritual children or grandchildren, so to speak, that we are leaving them with the charge to obey the Lord more importantly than anything else. Oh, it's beautiful to see that. And so in these chapters, we see where Adonijah does die, just like the prophet had said. We do see that Solomon is appointed king. We see David's last words to him. And we also see David remembering certain things that needed to be taken care of. And one of those was that the, um, the, the son of David would remember the kindness of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and would still be kind to him. And when you look over later in the book of Jeremiah, you see that, that Solomon still honored that. And Solomon had blessed the um, family of Barzillai because later on you see where he's given that inn near Bethlehem in Jeremiah 41, 17. So it's just beautiful to see these things in the life of David and how he finishes strong. David is finishing strong. We've seen in David's life ups and downs. We've seen good things. We've seen not so good things. But we see him here finishing strong. And what's on his heart is the things of God and the things that are right and the things that he wants to instill and leave in Solomon with an indelible mark. How beautiful is God's word. I pray that this has been a blessing to you this morning. God bless you today. And I hope you can join me again for future episodes of Bible Bites as we continue reading through the scriptures. Also join me for our Holy Week um, special services. We have two more. We have tonight when we'll be looking at the, the burial of Jesus and tomorrow night when we'll be looking at the resurrection of our Lord. How beautiful is this week, and I hope this has enriched and enhanced your celebration of our beautiful Savior. God bless you is my prayer.